My name is John Paul Sanchez Moreno. My name is Swetra Shaw. I'm Krithi Mangamore. And my name is Olivia Waddell. Today, we're talking about regenerative biology. A question that continues to stump scientists in the field of biology is why can't humans regenerate entire body parts? Some believe that when humans injure themselves, this triggers the immune system to create a scar. This could be due to the lack of stem cells humans can use to heal. There are many factors involved in stimulating the growth of limbs for humans. Even if stem cells were added, these cells would need directions, and there needs to be an understanding of how the components of the body parts spatially arrange themselves. Regeneration is a large field that involves gene and cell therapy. There are many experimental solutions in the work for gene therapy regeneration. Biomarin, a pharmaceutical company, has an FDA and EMA pending gene therapy that will treat hemophilia A, which is a rare blood clotting disorder. CSL Bearing, a biotech company, and Unicure, a company specializing in gene therapy, are seeing significant progress in their third phase of clinical trials dealing with AAV5 gene therapy. AAV is when implanted DNA copies the viral DNA and replaces it. Then the implanted DNA isn't viral anymore and is used to deliver gene therapy. This gene therapy will be used to treat hemophilia B. A method that is used to repair damaged cells is allogenic cell therapy. This approach takes stem cells that have been ruined by harsh treatments and replaces them with healthy stem cells from donors. Several biotech companies are working on allogenic cell therapies. In 2022, Allogene was allowed by the FDA to resume their assessment of phase one clinical trials of their allogenic cell therapy products, which would treat reoccurring and worsening non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of cancer that results in the excessive production of white blood cells. The Carta Therapeutics is working on an allogenic cell therapy that would treat chronic lymphoblastic leukemia, which is a type of cancer that is caused by a DNA mutation in the bone marrow cells. Gamma cell is going through FDA approval for its stem cell gene therapy. Unlike allogeneic cell therapy, where there's a donor involved, autologous cell therapy doesn't use another person as a donor. The person being treated is the donor. In this procedure, the healthy stem cells replace the impaired bone marrow. An advantage of this cell therapy over allogeneic cell therapy is that the patient doesn't have to wait for a donor and there won't be complications between the patient's cells and the donor cells. Autologous therapy is usually used for patients who need high doses of chemotherapy and radiation for treatment. Autologous cell therapy usually treats Hodgkin's lymphoma, myeloma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and plasma cell disorder. If the human body can't regenerate the material it needs on its own, then bioprinting is another method where a patient doesn't have to depend on someone else to provide the necessary cells. Bioprinting has the potential to create biocompatible matter such as tissue, blood vessels, and bone. It comes in handy since finding donors for transplants is quite difficult. While regeneration in medicine has led to some very promising research so far, cell regeneration plays a key role in maintaining our body's natural state of homeostasis or balance. All cells eventually die, and some types die very often. For example, skin cells only live to about two to four weeks before they die and form the surface of our skin. It's important for cells to die so that newer cells can divide and take their place. However, in one particular instance, an upset in this system of controlled death and regeneration can be deadly. We are, of course, talking about cancer. When cells divide, they duplicate their DNA to form two new cells. Sometimes, cells make errors when copying DNA changing it a little bit. Now, usually this isn't a problem anymore because we have a lot of DNA, and a couple little errors here and there doesn't do that much. 
Plus, we have biological methods of fixing errors in DNA. Just as a reminder, DNA serves as code for cells. So if cells make errors in very specific areas of DNA that regulate cell death and regeneration, and they go unchecked, they can start to cause problems. It's very rare that errors in DNA actually interfere with cell death because of all our fail-safes in place. But given that trillions of cells divide over our lifetime, it's actually very common for it to happen, especially in older folks who have had time for these errors to build up. Once it does happen, cells can grow nonstop without dying. Eventually, they form tumors, which are just masses of these rogue cells. There are two types of tumors, benign and malignant. Benign tumors are localized masses of these cells and are only really problematic if they get too big. Moles are a common example of benign tumors, and you might have some on your skin. Malignant tumors, however, have the ability to spread throughout the body. These can be life-threatening as they spread throughout the body, upsetting various organ systems. It's these tumors that we call cancer. One thing to mention is that UV radiation and carcinogens are said to cause cancer because they can actually damage the DNA itself thereby increasing the chance of unregulated cell division. Different ways to deal with cancer, including chemotherapy and surgery, are really different ways of killing cancer cells. When treating cancer, it's important to mention that doctors aim to kill or remove the entire tumor, because if they leave even a little bit inside the patient, the cancer can grow back. In 1951, a tumor was biopsied for cervical cancer in Baltimore, Maryland, but what scientists and doctors found was mind-blowing. Henrietta Lacks was born in 1920, and her death in 1951 changed the world forever. The death of Lacks opened the door to life for millions of others since her time. Aside from finding multiple copies of human papillomavirus 18, or HPV 18, in Lacks's tumor, they discovered that her cells were the only human cell line able to reproduce indefinitely, and that's when the so-called HeLa cells became a thing. Hopkins Medicine says that over the past several decades, this cell line has contributed to many medical breakthroughs, from research on the effects of zero gravity in outer space and the development of polio and COVID-19 vaccines, to the study of leukemia and the AIDS virus and cancer worldwide. HeLa cells are considered immortal, and a part of the reason is they have an active version of telomerase during cell division, which copies telomeres over and over again. And unlike a normal cell that contains 46 chromosomes, HeLa cells contains 76 to 80 total chromosomes. HeLa cells are also airborne. So by 1968, when scientists were trying to create immortal cells for testing, they had found that HeLa cells had contaminated samples and petri dishes. These HeLa cells may be arguably one of the most important contributions to science, but there's actually a lot of controversy behind them. For starters, the first cells were taken and harvested without Henrietta Lacks' consent. If that wasn't a big enough violation of HIPAA laws before HIPAA was a thing, it was even crazier that her family didn't find out her cells were being spread and mutated in labs billions by billions across the country until 1973, 22 years after she had died. According to MarylandMatters.org, however, Lax's family is suing Thermo Fisher Scientific, a multi-billion dollar biotech company, over its use of her living cell samples that were collected without her knowledge or consent during a medical procedure in 1951. Hopefully, HeLa cells continue to help millions of people globally, and the Lacks family gets the recognition that Henrietta deserves. Thank you for listening to our podcast on Regenerative Biology Part 2. This was Jean-Paul. This was Swaksha. This was Olivia. And this was Kruthi. Be sure to tune in next time. Thank you.